Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Bit of a switch up. Bit of a switch up. It's Friday. Instead of ranking 20 to 1 outfielders, What Colby and I are going to do is we're going to draft them because at the end of the day, this is a fantasy draft and I'm sure it's more helpful to hear about our draft strategy, maybe better than a rank. So this is what we're going to do moving forward as well with pitchers next week. Colby, what's going on? Doesn't this feel like a better idea? Dude, this is so fun. This is so fun. And then, and then at the end, we get to like argue like my team's better, your team's better. Obviously, my team's going to be much, much better. I, I came here so prepared for this draft. This outfield class of top 20 is, is legitimately insane. Like, like <laughs> there are MVP candidates galore up and down this list. The outfield is incredible. And just a reminder, again, we're drafting as if this is a five by five league, right? Home runs, RBIs, runs. Home runs, RBIs, runs, batting average, and stolen bases. The crazy thing about this position is that you're right. There are Juan Soto is an MVP winner. Bryce Harper is an MVP winner. Ronald Acuna Jr. will be an MVP winner. Mike Trout is an MVP winner. Kyle Tucker will be an MVP. And Mookie Betts is already an MVP. And Luis Robert might be an MVP. And Aaron Judge was robbed of an MVP. So I just named off a lot of our top 10 guys. But here is the top 20 that we will be drafting from. J.D. Martinez, number 20, Aloy Jimenez, number 19, Byron Buxton, number 18, Brian Reynolds, number 17, Nick Cassiano, 16, George Springer, 15, Whit Merrifield, 14, Starling Marte, 13, Tyler O'Neill, 12, Teoscar Hernandez, number 11, Jordan Alvarez, number 10, number nine is Aaron Judge, eight, Cedric Mullins, seven, Luis Robert, six, Mookie Betts, five, Kyle Tucker, four, Mike Trout, four, three, Ronald Cooney Jr., two Bryce Harper, and one Juan Soto. And of course, you can find our full rankings and full write-ups on JustBaseball.com. But Colby, it's time to draft between one of the most stacked positions in the sport. But before we do draft, because remember, we're only drafting these outfielders. What is your strategy when it comes to drafting outfielders in fantasy? I got to say, man, this is tough because when I look at all these names, right, it's going to be super tough as a manager to not just want to draft every single one of these guys because you do need to fill the other slots in your lineup. You need, you do need to grab pitchers in that top 
you know, in the first 10 rounds, for example, you need to get, you know, three pitchers. You're going to need to get one of those shortstops we've been talking about, a third baseman. You're going to want to spread it out. And, and yes, outfield is so top heavy, but it's also the deepest position there is in fantasy baseball, right? We just did the sleepers. And like a lot of those guys could be incredible for you and deliver possibly top 30 value. So I would say that you want to grab at least two to three guys that we have here in these top 20. I would say two is like, if you leave, if you leave your draft with two of these guys, you're in an amazing position. I agree. I usually like to grab one of the top guys, maybe the top six, seven, sometimes eight outfielders. And then I wait, I get a bell cow. I fill up on pitching. I fill up on infield because there's so many outfielders to grab, especially we just did five sleepers each in the outfield ADP past 175. There are plenty of those guys who I'd love to have on my fantasy team, but at least for this round, we're just drafting the top 20. So, but before, before we start drafting, I feel like we have to talk about the elephant in the room. The fact that I am now in Boise, Idaho in a hotel about to do a panel on Saturday at tree fort and the hack fort festival. I'll be presenting how TikTok can change your business because TikTok has now been a huge part of just baseball and you can go follow us at just baseball fans. Maybe that's how you found us. And it's definitely changed our business and Colby, you are in a full suit now without the tie. So I guess it's not full suit. You just got the gorgeous jacket and the collared shirt underneath. Why do you happen to be wearing that? Well, first of all, I am in, in a collared shirt and a suit, you know, jacket. I do have joggers on. So okay, I'm doing the little, the zoom from home thing. But yes, we just, Peter and I just recorded an amazing Oscars betting preview with our friends, Will Cohen and Javi Reyes. That'll be out on Saturday. And I'm super amped up to go through that because like, that was just a blast. None of us, I mean, like, I don't, I know some about the Oscars, Peter, you, you probably know a little bit, but I don't know. They were experts. They gave us a ton of good information. So definitely check that out. That's why it was the best. That will be released on Saturday as kind of a bonus episode. Colby and I welcomed on my roommate, our video editor, Will Cohen, who is the biggest, biggest movie buff. And then as well as Javier Reyes, who is a writer on JustBaseball.com, covers the Padres, but is one of the smartest movie minds as well. So we got those two to help us because I don't know shit about movies, but you actually kind of killed it. You you know what you're talking about. You've been watching the Oscars since you were eight, year, eight years old. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I, uh, I'm actually secretly kind of a movie buff. And uh, from now on, I think I'm going to try to watch a new movie every week, just kind of as like a personal mission, because I, I went away from watching movies the last year has just been super busy for me I'm watching a lot of baseball, obviously, but I think I kind of want to get back into, you know, getting into a routine of watching a new movie because it's something I really enjoy. You know, what's better than watching movies, though, drafting, betting on baseball and betting on baseball, because it's not gambling advice. So let's get to it. And you know, I could take the first pick, but I feel like you should take the first pick. Why don't you go ahead? You are a kind, kind soul. So with the first pick, I don't think this is this takes much thought at all, right? So the, the pick, the potential options here are Ronald Acuna Jr., who as of late has been going top six, top five in drafts. The other pick is Bryce Harper, who is pretty much a consistently, you know, top seven, top eight pick in, in drafts. But the easy pick here is the best hitter in baseball right now, Juan Soto. So Juan Soto is a freak in five by five leagues because last year he hit 313 
with 29 home runs, 111 runs, 95 RBIs, and sprinkled in nine stolen bases. Across the board, he's an absolute beast, and I think there is more power in the tank than 29 home runs. He hit 34 home runs in 2019, and he put the ball on the ground a lot last year, Peter. He was hitting the ball on the ground over 50%, and for his batted ball profile, he hits the ball you know as hard as anybody in the league. If he can drop that ground ball percentage just a little, little bit and hit the ball in the air more. I think we're looking at 40 home runs for a Juan Soto type guy. Regardless, he's a beast in on base percentage leagues. This guy's insane. 465 on base percentage last year is like freakishly like that's like Ted Williams, Barry Bonds level stuff. Uh, but regardless, he's my first pick overall. I love how you broke down Juan Soto and you did it wonderfully, but then you were like, this is how he can improve. I mean, how, what, how is he going to improve by now hitting 40 jacks? The problem is in Washington, I mean, the addition of Nelson Cruz definitely helps add some protection in the order. And Josh Bell is a pretty solid option. My only worry with Juan Soto is that nobody's going to pitch to him this year. So we could see less home runs. Remember, he only hit 29 last year. And it's not because he doesn't have the power. We saw him in the home run derby hitting absolute freak tanks. It just has the because he just doesn't strictly get pitched to. But I agree. I also would have taken Juan Soto number one. And that's why he's number one on our rankings. And my next selection, so the number two overall pick, and even though I got second pick, we won't do a snake. So I do have an excuse if I don't draft a better team than you. So putting that out there now, I would draft. See, it's fantasy baseball. I think Ronald Acuna Jr. will win the MVP. That's my MVP pick. That's an early pick. May change, but that's how I'm feeling right now. But the second guy who I want is Bryce Harper of the Phillies. I mean, the dude freaking won the MVP last year. You need batting average? How about 310? You need home runs? How about 35 jacks last year? You need RBIs? How about 84 RBIs? You even need speed? How about 13 stolen bases last year? He was active on the base pass. This is a five-category monster coming off an MVP-type season and a 150 WRC plus 2020. He's really coming into his own in Philly. You can tell that he loves it there. I think Bryce Harper is a really safe bet to finish as one of the best outfielders in baseball. And he's my number two pick. I love it. I love it. Pete. I'm going to get straight into my, my second overall pick, the third overall pick in this draft. I'm going back and forth on who I want to take here. And I'm not going to give a hint on who I'm not going to take, who I am going to take is Ronald Acuna Jr. Who is coming off of a torn ACL and I'm not going to lie, the torn ACL does scare me a bit only because it's on his right leg, which is like the, the leg you turn around when you're hitting. Yeah. And there have been some studies out there that have shown that hitters that tear a right ACL if you're a righty or a left ACL if you're a lefty hitter do actually tend to have, you know, a bit of regression in their next season coming back from that injury. What I will say is that Ronald Cunha Jr., is not your normal athlete he's he is not a freak. normal he's not normal he is not normal so i am not necessarily expecting ronald acuna jr to come back and suffer those same struggles that other guys have after an acl injury last year in 360 plate appearances literally 82 games he had 24 home runs with 17 stolen bases you're getting just crazy upside here i mean this is a guy that that really 
is destined for 40 home runs and we'll see how active he is on the bases. I still think even still with the ACL injury, he's going to, you know, hit 20 stolen bases pretty easily. And he has the upside for 30 and he's going to be, you know, between 280 and 290 average. He is a freak ish player and should be going top six or top seven in drafts. Not a bad pick. I probably would have gone it next. My, the number fourth overall pick and my second round pick I'm going with the best player in baseball, Colby. I know he's got injury concerns. I know it's been well documented. You know, he played 53 games in 2020. So he almost played the full year. He played 134 games in 2019, 140 games in 2018. But everyone jumped off the bandwagon because he played 36 games last year. And there are certainly injury concerns with Mike Trout, especially because he's getting up there in age a little bit. I mean, on August 7th, he's going to turn 31 years old. Mike Trout is not this young pup anymore. But what Mike Trout still does is fucking rake like nobody's business, Colby. Before he went out with the injury, he was hitting 333 with a 466 on base. He was leading the league in homers at the time and even had two stolen bases in 36 games. So that means... You know, in previous years, I mean, 2019 was last full season. He only stole 11 bases. You're probably not going to get more than 15. And with them if trying that. to keep him healthy, I, I'd bet on 10. But I wouldn't be surprised if he steals less. But what he has now turned into is a 50 home run guy. Like he has that type of potential while hitting 300. Mike Trout is the next pick. Yeah, it is one of those scenarios where we're maybe we just kind of forgot what baseball was like without Mike Trout. And then Mike Trout comes back and we go, oh, oh that's what Mike Trout And I'm watching is. him in spring training hitting piss missiles already, hitting pellets all over the field. I mean, as he does, I wouldn't expect anything less. It's hard not to draft him at number four. And we're kind of going in order of how we rank them so far, which is interesting. I wonder if any of us are going to switch up now. Well, so it's it's interesting you say that. So I'm going to get into my my third pick, fifth overall, Kyle Tucker of the Astros. I actually would have taken Kyle Tucker over Mike Trout here. It's tough. I, I think it is a tough thing, but the speed upside for Kyle Tucker mixed in with 35 home run power and three, he's going to hit 300 with 35 home runs and 20 stolen bases next year. And this is a sleeper MVP pick. I'm not going to announce that or anything official, but I think he really is a sleeper MVP pick. 399 X Woba last year was 11th in baseball. He's going to be hitting. And, and you have to remember here that was hitting sixth, seventh in this Astros lineup. Now Correa is gone. He's going to be hitting fourth in this lineup. And that only brings his run and RBI upside to another level. He is going to be a five category producer and Kyle Tucker late in the first round. I'm all over, all over. It's hard not to love Kyle Tucker. Barrel just stays in the zone for about an hour and a half. It seems like his bat is in traffic because of how long it just stays in the zone. But you know what, Colby? I'm going with another guy who I just know what I'm going to get. With the sixth overall pick and my third pick, I'm going with Mookie Betts, dude. And you can call last year a down year. And I guess it was a down year by his standards. He had 264, only a 131 WRC+. plus but he only played 122 games. And this is a guy who is routinely putting up 150 game seasons. I mean, even in 2020, he played 55 of the 60 games, 2019 played 150 as well. 
he was definitely battling injuries last year. And I don't think the Mookie bets that we saw last year will be the same Mookie bets that we saw this year. Remember Mookie bets still not that old. He's still just 29 and he's going to be 29 until October. Like this is his age 29 season. I think that we're going to see between 280, 290 batting average. And I, he's got 30 home run pop. He hit 32 in 2018. He hit 29 in 2019. He hit 16 in 2020 in 15 games. Like he has crazy power potential too. And he's going to steal you 10 bags. Mookie Betts is my next more. selection. He's going to steal you more. But Peter, this is the year of the hip injury comeback. I mean, we talked about it with Matt Chapman. Mookie Betts is, has said that the hip injury is in the past. It's a thing of the past. It's not going to bother him for 2022. And you can take that with sort of a grain of salt because obviously Mookie Betts isn't going to come into spring training and go, guys, I'm still hurt. But but I am trusting Mookie Betts here. I think he will be healthy in 2022. He did steal 10 bags in 60 games in 2020, which is pretty nuts. That would put, a, put him on pace for 30 bags. I don't think he has that upside anymore. But I really do think that this is a guy that could go 30 home runs, 20 stolen bases. And Mookie Betts before last season was always a 295 to 300 hitter, like on always. command. Always. I really think that, that that's where he's going to return to. He had 135 runs in that Red Sox lineup in 2019. This Dodger lineup might be the best lineup we've ever seen. I think we could put Mookie Betts, you know, towards 120 runs. He is... A, a great selection where he's being valued because usually in other years you're getting Mookie bets in the first round. You have the rare opportunity that you could actually possibly get Mookie bets in the second round. Pretty, pretty cool. I just okay. really want Mookie bets on my team next year. So, so bad. He's such a fun, such a fun. Player. I just feel like people are going to sleep on him because people are weirdly getting tired with him. That's just what I feel the narrative is around Mookie Betts. And I just don't understand why. Like even last year, he wasn't even that bad. He was really, really good. He was one of the best outfielders in baseball. I mean, he almost walked as much as he struck out. He had 23 bombs at 122 games and he had a 131 WRC plus. What are we talking about here? He still rakes. He does. He does. So that brings me to my next election. Is this my fourth pick now? This is your fourth pick. Okay, here we go. Let's go over our teams for the first three picks. So I have Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, and Mookie Betts. Not a bad outfield so far. I have Juan Soto, Ronald Lacuna Jr., and Kyle Tucker. These are stats. Also not bad either. <laughs> also not bad. Not bad. <laughs> it's impossible so, to tell a winner right now. I mean, what? These are the six max outfielders. We just we went twos and twos. I think I kind of lucked out here on the way this draft is going because I think we're, we're this guy is kind of the last pick in a tier, and then it's going to go to another tier after this. It's Luis Robert, Chicago White Sox. And Luis Robert last year was on a freaking tear through 68 games and then got hurt, unfortunately. He was hitting 338 with 13 bombs through 68 games. He is a Another guy, mix of power, speed, average, does it all. He is going to be a guy that's going to be a 300 hitter, 30 home run upside, and he's going to get close to 20 stolen bases. I don't know if he'll actually get to 20 stolen bases, but 15 stolen bases seems like a really, really conservatively fair number for him. Um, I wouldn't put much emphasis on the, the injuries that he was dealing with last year. Um, it just seemed kind of like he's young. He's 24. 
four years old and I think he's going to recover and be totally fine. This white Sox lineup is stacked, going to put him in line for a hundred runs um, close to hundred RBIs and a really, really good season for him across the board contributor, a great second round selection on your fantasy team. Luis Robert has MVP in his future. And it just, is it going to be this year? And I think it might be, he was kind of one of the popular dark horse MVP picks for 2022, but now he's not even a dark horse anymore. You check the odds. He's, six seventh so that I, now the value has gone up to the point where i'm like all right like he still could win the mvp still could win the mvp with his power and his speed and his defense but we're talking fantasy baseball here and he's a five category monster yeah it's just impossible to win the mvp when you're going up against shohei otani <laughs> i don't think you can it's do it really tough or and then trout's pretty good he's all right you know he's finished pretty top good three in mvp <laughs> basically every single year he's been alive all right, for my fourth pick, I'm going to do the first off the beaten path here. And I'm going to take Aaron Judge over Cedric Mullins. I'll tell you why. Colby, this is Aaron Judge's free agent year. There has been a lot of hoopla about him signing an extension. And he's been very chill about it. You know, he's been, I want to be with the Yankees, but if I have to test free agency... I will test free agency. This has to be the Aaron Judge year. And Aaron Judge has gotten all this flack for all these injury concerns, but he's actually been very durable. He's played more games since 2017 when he came up than Mike Trout. So, and all those nagging injuries, like it was a hit to the wrist. It was not a lot of, besides the oblique, which I do not like, but he's not tearing hamstrings. He's not pulling muscles like that, except for the oblique. I think in his walk year in Yankee Stadium, he might have his best year since that 52 home run rookie season for Aaron Judge. I, I'm, I'm a huge believer in Aaron Judge this season. And I know you're about to talk about Cedric Mullins. So, or I don't know if you're going to draft Cedric Mullins next, but there's a reason I didn't take Cedric Mullins over Aaron Judge. I freaking love where Aaron, Aaron Judge is being drafted right now. He's being drafted 37th ADP, 14th outfielder off the board currently, which is just insane. Insane. Peter, you you brought up the oblique injury, and I want to do I do want to touch on that real quick because it is a problem, but I feel like they've figured out a way to manage it. He does right. take off days to just kind of like get his body right and um I think he's going to be fine. He, he did have 52 home runs in a season and he can absolutely do that again. Um, the Cedric Mullins hate will continue because I'm not drafting Cedric Mullins. Interesting. I am drafting Jordan Alvarez of the Houston Astros. Peter, do you remember Ryan Howard? Of course you remember Ryan Howard. I hope I you do. Ryan Howard for a stretch was hitting 45 to 50 home runs every season with like 140 RBIs. Jordan Alvarez is not going to give you 145 RBIs. Nobody does that anymore. But what Jordan Alvarez is going to give you is a higher average than Ryan Howard. He's going to give you an average near 300 with upside for 120 to 130 RBIs in this lineup. Jordan Alvarez is going to be a Hall of Famer, and he is going to hit more than 500 career home runs. Draft Jordan Alvarez higher than where you think he's going to be taken because this dude is easily one of the best pure hitters in the, in all of baseball um i've been just been all over this dude since he was a prospect he's a freak he is a he is 
a no-doubter, a walking no-doubter. That's what I'm going to call him. I like it. He's a walking no-doubter. I get a lot of Carlos Delgado vibes from him. Just a pure hitter who has donkey pop. Love the pick with Jordan Alvarez. It's a great selection, especially in that Houston lineup. He's going to have 120 RBIs and 40 jacks. So this is now where I will take Cedric Mullins. And I don't love it. And I'll tell you why. I mean, I do love it because he hit 30 home runs. I don't love it either. 30 bases last year and hit 291. <laughs> Cedric. I know, I know. But he had 91 runs and he had 30 jacks and he had 30 stolen bases and he hit 291. So he's still really good. But I think the reason why we are taking a small step back is because the expected statistics did not favor Cedric Mullins. His expected batting average was about 20 points less. His expected slugging was 60 points less or 70 points less, 518 to 448. He hits the ball hard, but not that hard. He's in the 39th percentile of hard hit rate. Now, the stolen bases are for real. He's incredibly fast. He's in the 86th percentile of sprint speed, and he's a really good base stealer as well. So I expect the stolen base to continue, even though he was 30 for 38 chances, which isn't great, but it's better than most guys who are stealing a ton of bases like that, or at least around where they're doing it. I think we're going to see some regression in the stolen bases. I, I would say that, that Cedric Mullins is more like a 25-25 guy with like a 280 batting average than, than what he did last year. And I think there might be even be more regression than that. I don't like Cedric Mullins at his current price. You're, you're getting Aaron Judge behind him. I'm all over Aaron Judge behind him. Um, you're, you're absolutely right, Pete. I'm with you. I think at this point in the draft, now that you went Jordan and I went Aaron Judge, I like Cedric Mullins at this value just because he does fill all the five categories, except RBIs. He's really he does not going to get stolen get bases here. Yeah, he gets you stolen bases, and he's going to hit for some And I, I, I do think he's a better hitter than, than 280, 285. I do think that 290 is very reasonable, but I agree with you. I think the power is going to come down a tick. I don't necessarily think the stolen bases are. I kind of think he's going to finish the year hitting 285 with 25 home runs and 30 stolen bases again. I think you'll see a little bit of a tick down, but not crazy. That's I still really like Cedric Mullins this year, but not as much as the other guys. So I'll do my next pick. I think this is a tough pick for me. I'm, I'm between... I'm between Teoscar Hernandez and I'm between Starling Marte for the big speed factor, but I'm going to go Teoscar Hernandez. And here's why last year was a crazy, crazy good year. 35 home or what you're locking Teoscar in for is 35 home runs, 10 stolen bases, 90 runs and 115 RBIs pretty much in this Blue Jays lineup with a 285 average. That mix last year was basically what he did last year. That rated out as the fantasy player number eight and fantasy outfielder number one last year. Tasker Hernandez was quietly the best fantasy outfielder in the game last year, and I don't think anybody really realizes that. So where you're getting him currently priced at outfielder number 11, 30th off the board, I might even consider taking him before Aaron Judge. It's it's close. I think it, it, the conversation is has to be had. I'm all over Tasker Hernandez in this Blue Jays lineup, um, and I'm thankful that the Marlins did not trade for Teoscar Hernandez because that would have killed his fantasy value. Yeah, that would have sucked for his fantasy value. Lack of RBIs, lack of runs, just harder to hit in that ballpark first in Toronto at the Rogers Center. See, you were in between Teoscar and Starling Marte. 
I was in between Teoscar and Tyler O'Neill because Tyler O'Neill hit 286 last year with 34 jacks and 15 stolen bases as well with 89 runs and 80 RBIs. The Cardinals lineup is loaded. He's going to have plenty of run and RBI opportunities, but I want to talk about the power because 34 home runs, right? He's never done that before. In 2020, he hit seven in only 50 games. And in 2019, he hit five in 60 games. And then he comes out and hits 34. Well, I'm going to tell you, not only do I think the power is for real, I think he's got more in the tank, Colby. His his expected slugging was a good 23 points higher. He gets good lift on the ball. He hits the absolute piss out of the ball. In the 18% barrel rate is unreal. Unreal. And he's in the 93rd percentile of hard hit rate. He's also in the 98th percentile in sprint speed, Colby. Like he stole 15 bases last year in 19 attempts. I can see easily that happening again. I think he could unlock into a little bit more power. 286, maybe not, but I think he's got 40 plus home run potential. And, but I, what I realistically think we're going to see from him next year is 275 with 38 jacks, 90 RBIs, and 15 stolen bases. And I think that's, about as valuable as you can get. So I was picking between Starling Marte last time. I get him on this pick, which I'm fired up about. This dude last year when he was on the field was an MVP candidate. He only played 120 games, which is the worry here. Starling Marte is entering his age 33 season. He's a speedster that puts his body on the line in center field. So there are questions about whether he will stay on the field for 150 games. Regardless, if he stays in the field for 130 games, I am fired up about this pick. He stole 47 bases last year in 120 games. The power numbers leave something to be desired. He only had 12 home runs last year, um, but 89 runs, you know, flipping between the Marlins and the A's, two teams that just really weren't like incredible. This Mets lineup should be freaking stacked. I could see, you know, 90 to 95 runs, 60 RBIs. And 35 to 40 stolen bases again uh, with close to a 300 average. Last year, he was outfielder number two, I believe, to finish the year, went on the field. I'm fired up picking him as my, what, outfielder number seven or eight at this point? Fired up. No shit, you're fired up. All these guys are good. I'm fired up too about all my picks, but I agree with you. Starling Marte is a great pick, and he's a guy who, you know, maybe he's getting up there in age. Is he a guy who's going to, you know, lose some steam? I don't think he's going to really lose any steam last year. I thought he looked fantastic, and this is also a workout junkie. We see pictures of him on horses, shirtless, and he looks like Hercules. Like, this is a different kind of athlete who's consistently in the gym. We were talking to Ryan Finkelstein. He was saying that, oh, this is just a gym rat, a different kind of of animal in the gym. I love Starling Marte. I love that pick too. I would have gone Tyler O'Neill because I think Tyler O'Neill is a bit born dy- dynamic in the five categories, but it does give you more power. I'm with you. I'm with it's, you. It's, it's hard to go against Starling Marte. So now I'm deciding between Whit Merrifield and George Springer. And quite honestly, I do love Whit Merrifield. I think he's a great pick because he's going to steal you all those bases, but I'm going to go with George Springer and I'll tell you why. I feel like people don't understand how good George Springer is. And maybe when I say people, I'm talking literally about myself because when I went back and looked at George Springer from 2018 to 2019, and even in 2017, he is an incredible player, an incredible player. 
I mean, 2017, he had an 889 OPS, 34 jacks, 85 RBIs, hit 283. Then he turns right back around in 2018. You know, not as great, 265 with 22 jacks. But then 2019, he hit 39 home runs in 122 games, hitting 290. And then in 2020, 14 home runs in 51 games. So the power is there. I think this could be a guy, and I mean, he even hit 22 home runs in 78 games last year. Like the power is what is so impressive when I think George Springer. And now, could he hit 35 home runs next year while hitting you between 270 and 280? I think he can. And we shouldn't expect that many stolen bases, but I think anywhere between five and 10 is pretty reasonable. And in that Blue Jays lineup, he could lead the league at runs scored if he leads off, which I think he's going to. I like the George Springer pick. What do you think? Dude, you stole my pick. I'm kind of pissed off about it right now. Um, he He's incredible. George Springer is an ex-UConn grad, um, ex-Connecticut baseball player. So shout out to Connecticut baseball. He was a um, Connecticut. Unreal college baseball player. Like legendary. He is a legend. He, I actually played for the same AAU program that he did when I was younger, but He's unreal, man. He's unreal. 39 home runs in like, what, 130 games back in 2019. Um, came back last year and came back mid-season. Like, definitely was not, like, took, you know, a few weeks to kind of get right, as guys do. That's what spring training is for. This year, he's healthy going to the year with a full spring training to get acclimated to pitching and whatnot. He's going to start the year. I like him as another AL MVP dark horse. Um his game has changed. He's not the 20 stolen base guy he once was. And now he can just focus on hitting rockets and, and hit 40 home runs with in that stack blue Jays lineup that we just keep talking about. I mean, there's just so many guys in that lineup. And their whole outfield, it seems like is in the top 20. There's, they have a scary lineup. Who's your next pick. So my next pick is, is one that I am, I am pretty fired up about this one because this, this guy just knocks all your stolen bases off the board. It's Whit Merrifield. Yeah. 40 stolen bases last year, played every single game. He's played every single game. He hasn't missed a game since 2018. And even in that season, he missed four games. He's missed four games in four years. He's going to play every single day. He's going to steal you 35 bags. And while, again, the power numbers leave something to be desired, only 10 home runs last year, 74 RBIs, 277 batting average is kind of where he's at once again. Um, but the Royals lineup should be pretty good. He had 97 runs last year, 105 in 2019. I could expect 100 runs and 40 stolen bases from this guy. That's incredible from a fantasy perspective. Absolutely incredible from a fantasy perspective. For my next pick, again, I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit. And I'm not going to take Nick Cassianos, and I'm not even going to take Brian Reynolds. I want Byron <laughs> Buxton. With the laser beam pointed to earth, I want Inguadala. I want Byron Buxton. What Byron Buxton can do for your fantasy team is win you the entire league by himself if he stays healthy. He's a 300 hitter, a guy who could hit 40 home runs, a guy who could steal 40 bases. When Byron Buxton is on the field, he's one of the most talented players in the entire sport. Think Luis Robert, but better. Quite honestly, I think he's a better talent than Luis Robert is. And Luis Robert is a top five talent in the entire league. 
Byron Buxton is up there with the Ronald Acuna's up there with the Mike Trout's in terms of talent. And if he just stays healthy, if he just stays healthy, because he's played 140 games just once. And that was the only time he's played above 92 games in a season. And remember, he's been in the league since 2015. This is a risky pick, but if you can do it, if you look at the rest of your team when you're drafting your fantasy team and you say, all right, I have a lot of these safe options and you grab Buxton late, you could win the league. You really, he could be a win the league type player. Peter, was he not the AL MVP favorite when he got hurt last year? I believe he was. He was at least in the top three of, of AL MVP odds when he went down with injury. I mean, 19 homers in 61 games in Nine a full season, this too. guy's, this guy's, you know, close to 300 batting average, 30 to 35 home runs and 20 stolen bases. At this point in the draft, he's going right now ADP 55. Crazy value. That was my pick. You 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 kind of stole that one from me. I I, I like how I've been, I've stolen two picks from you now in a row. In, in a, a row. row. I'm I'm feeling good about my team. My next pick is a barrel finder line drive extraordinaire. It's Brian Reynolds of the Pittsburgh Pirates. This dude has quick hands, brings the barrel to the baseball. He's your old fashioned, just like pure hitter get gets up to the plate. You know, he's going to do something fun with it. Um, last year he had the ninth or eighth highest line drive rate in all of baseball hit 302 with 24 bombs, 93 runs and 90 RBIs. This guy's not going to do one good thing for you, right? He's not going to provide one thing that's like incredibly elite, but he's going to do really, really above average in four categories. And I am absolutely fired up about that. He's entering his age 27 season, entering his prime last year was like really his first year where he had a coming out party and remember this guy wasn't a one-year fluke either it's not like 2021 was the fluke year for him in 2019 he hit 314 with 16 home runs in 134 games so there's precedent to how good brian reynolds can be i think he can be even better this next year and the pirates have kind of a fun team i think they have a more fun team than they did last year o'neill cruz coming up to brian hayes will be there for the full year i kind of feel like i'm gonna watch more pirates games than i did last year they are forming an interesting team of a lot of young, exciting players. I mean, we were talking about Rosie Contreras coming up as the pitcher. Mitch Keller is out here looking like Jacob deGrom these days. <laughs> they're they're brewing up something. It's not, you know, they're not going to win the division this year. They're not going to finish second, and they're not even going to finish third. But get excited, Pittsburgh. Something is happening there, and I really do like it they're at least going to get you to turn on the TV to watch them for like two innings, which is something that, that I can't say I'm going to do for a Reds game. I think you're right. They just have exciting players. And that's what you want to watch when you turn on a baseball game. So my next pick, this one's tough because I really want to draft Aloy Jimenez, but Aloy Jimenez has not proved that he can stay healthy for a full season yet. So, I'm going to take the new Philadelphia Philly, and that's Nick Castellanos. Nick Castellanos hit 34 home runs last year and drove in 100 RBIs and hit 309. Is he going to do that with Philly? I don't think so, but I don't think it's going to be that far off from that because he still has a really good batted ball profile. Like he's in the 79th percentile of hard hit rate. You know, he still smacks baseballs. You know, he's got 83rd percentile and max exit velocity, 61st percentile 
an average exit velocity. You know, his expected batting average was still good. He murders fastballs and he hits off speed pretty well. 38% ground ball rate. That's phenomenal. He puts most of his balls in the air and actually had a higher line drive rate than a fly ball rate. Both are around 29%, but a slight tick higher in line drive rate. He just hits balls hard and hits balls often. And I don't need to care about his defense. They, they're going to slot him at DH at some points too. I do think he's going to rake in Philly. I don't think he's going to hit 309, but I wouldn't be shocked if he hit 300. Most likely he's going to hit between 290 to 295. And I think 30 home runs is likely. And I think he could have 100 RBIs in that Phillies lineup. So I think you're going to see Nick Cassianos from last year just turn down to about 90% of what that was. I agree. I think Philly was a good ballpark for him to go to. He could have gone to a lot worse ballparks than, than Philly. Um, Philly also has an insane lineup that's going to protect him. People are still going to have to pitch to Nick Castellanos, or if they don't pitch to Nick Castellanos, who are they going to have to pitch to? Like, There's so many other guys in that lineup. Um, so I do like Nick, Nick Castellanos this year. He's obviously not going to be Great American Ballpark, Nick Castellanos, because nobody is. Great American Ballpark is almost a better hitter's ballpark than cores in a way because you don't get the crazy splits like you do in cores. There are splits, but not as crazy. So I do like him moving to Philly and just being in a comfortable environment and a sick lineup. You talked about Eloy Jimenez. I, Peter, I'm not ready to say that Eloy Jimenez is better than JD Martinez in today's day and age. I'm really just not like, I feel like we might be counting out JD Martinez a year early like he's still it's, it's his age 34 season but he's still a slugger and we've seen guys like nelson cruz be amazing through age 40 that are dhing every day jd martinez doesn't have to play the field he just has to go up the plate and rake and that's what he did he started slow last year and everybody was like whoa 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 2020 was terrible he started slow last year everyone's like mm, are we counting out jd martinez no 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 we're not he had 28 bombs last year 92 runs 99 rbis and still hit 286 and his ex-Woba was above his Woba. So, like, literally everything here for J.D. Martinez is saying that he is still an amazing hitter. I'm not ready to say that J.D. Martinez is not going to hit 30 home runs with 100 RBIs next year and close to a 300 batting average. Like, it just seems like that's J.D. Martinez, and it has been for the last five years. Why are we ready to say that it's not? I agree. I'm still a fan of J.D. Martinez. I would, and now this is the last pick in the draft, I would have probably picked Aloy Jimenez over him. Because in 2019... This was a guy who hit 267 in his rookie year with 31 bombs and 79 RBIs. You know, it was a good, at least, taste in the bigs through 122 games. Like This guy has 45-plus home run potential. 45-plus. 14 home runs in 55 games in 2020. Then he was dealing with injuries last year, but he still had 10 home runs in 55 games. He's hitting one every five games. This is a perennial power threat. My only thing is, I kind of have no idea what he's going to put up in the batting average department. It's been complete opposites. I mean, 267 in 2019, 296 in 2020, and then a 249, which I'm just kind of throwing 2021 out the window. I think he was injured. Most of the year was just dealing with stuff. I'm, I'm going to kind of place him in the 270 range, but that's quite honestly a guess. And, you know, you could look at some um, – 
prediction models. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the projections but even know what he's going to do. I don't think so don't either. Think I've so. looked at them and I'm like I I don't believe any of this. Like my think- my only my only qualm with Evo Jimenez is he does hit the ball on the ground a ton, which I think is not going to cap him from hitting 30 or 35 home runs, but with a 50% ground ball rate, you're just not going to be able to get to 45 home runs. It's just not possible when you unless you're, you know, unless you're having like a 30 or 35% home run to fly ball rate, which is like pretty unsustainable. No one's doing that even the best home run hitters in the world are not doing that. Maybe Barry Bonds when he was roided up. But... It is good that those ground ball rates have fluctuated. Like it was 47% in 2019. Then it was 52% in 2020, but he still hit 14 home runs in 55 games while with a, a 30, 50- with a 31% home run for fly ball rate though. I don't True. think he can sustain that over a full year. True. I think that's basically impossible to sustain that over a full year, but then he had a 48% ground ball rate. I think I don't think it's going to be 52%. I think it's going to be lower than 48%. Now, even if it's like 47%, it's going to be really, really hard to get him to 45 home runs. That's the only problem. But I'm saying what kind of power he has in the bat is 45 plus. It's 50 plus. He's got 80 power. I mean, the guy hits absolute freakazoids. I would take him probably over J.D. Martinez if you gave me a choice. I think I would. Yeah. So not to, to get away from Eula Jimenez, but to bring it all together is Nick Castellanos. So Eula Jimenez right now, 64 ADP. Nick Castellanos, George Springer, Byron Buxton are being taken just five to eight picks ahead of him on average. We're saying that we would much rather have those guys. So if you're listening, key in on Byron Buxton and Springer, even though the risk is high, the reward is league winning. And I think at in the outfield, you can salvage. You can yes. salvage if one of those guys goes down for like 20 or 30 games, you can manage it. But when they are on the field, when Buxton and Springer are on the field, they're going to deliver value that's, you know, top 20 level. Absolutely. So let's go, as we wrap up, let's go through our teams again. So my team, I went, and this is in order of where, of how I drafted them. So Bryce Harper, number one, Mike Trout, number two, Mookie Betts, then Cedric Mullins, or then Aaron Judge, then Cedric Mullins, then Tyler O'Neill, then George Springer, then Nick Castellanos, or no, sorry, Byron Buxton after Tyler O'Neill, then George Springer, then Nick Castellanos, then Aloy Jimenez to round out my draft. Love that team. Love that team. Our teams are stacked. I do want these people in the comments to debate on whose team is better. We'll have to put a graphic up at the end. That would Absolutely. be cool. But my team was Juan Soto, then Ronald Acuna Jr., who have gone neck and neck. There's been a debate for years who's better, Soto or Acuna Jr. We might get to find that out this year, which I'm kind of excited for. It's Soto, by the way. Kyle Tucker was my third pick. Then I went Luis Robert. Then... Jordan Alvarez, a.k.a. the future Ryan Howard, who's going to hit 500 career home runs. Teoscar Hernandez, Starling Marte, Whit Merrifield, Brian Reynolds, and Byron Buxton with J.D. Martinez to cap it all off. And you'll be able to find the graphic, and we want you guys to vote on who you think drafted the better fantasy team of just outfielders. That'll be on at just baseball fans Instagram. We will put that up. Uh, this episode comes out on Friday. We should have the graphic done by Friday. That'll that'll most likely you can find that on the Instagram as well. Get your Just Baseball merch, which you can find in the episode description. The link is in there. And of course, you can find all of our write-ups, 
on JustBaseball.com. And we got pitchers coming next week. And then we're going to start giving you our futures bets, team totals, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be a wild ride until April 7th, opening day. Get your fantasy teams ready because we certainly are. Colby, you just did a little, what happened? Gonzaga lost. Arkansas. And with that, thank you, everybody.